Welcome to Growing Healing and Shit. <laughs> oh gosh. And shit. And shit. Growing and Healing shit. and Shit. You can say the S word, Asia. It's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Hey, y'all. Welcome to What do you think is going to happen? Like, okay. You you're going to get struck by lightning or something? I don't know. I'm just not naturally a cursor. Therefore, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Growing Healing and Shit. I am Mary. Asia. I'm T. So today's episode, we are going to be discussing unavailable men. Hmm. Right. What are uh, (laughs) so many thoughts, obviously, but uh, what what are some of you guys' thoughts on? Unavailable ass niggas. <clears throat> Who going first? So I, when we start when we start talking about this topic, I realized that a lot of my relationships have started off with unavailable men, and I think it mainly has to do more with me than it does with them, um, because I feel like I saw unavailable men as a challenge. And I realized that I had issues with boundaries. So wait, you saw them as a challenge. Did that like entice you? Yeah. Interesting. Mm, Maybe that's what what gets all of us, honestly. Like maybe we feel like that's where the passion and excitement comes from and it's boring. I mean, it is it it is exciting. You know what I mean? Like, doing shit you're not supposed to do is exciting to me. So that's why I'm saying, like, but I learned, I finally finished that book of boundaries that it had something to do with me and how I view boundaries and my respect for them and even as far as, like, creating them. Like, that's something that should have turned me off. Like, oh, you're emotionally unavailable. You're already with somebody. You are not completely cut off from somebody. So I should not pursue you but that's always been the exact opposite. Wow. Of how my a lot of my relationships have started. Wow. You know, I think a lot of other women probably also share that sentiment. We just don't realize it. Honestly. We don't talk about it. It's embarrassing as fuck to be like, oh, I know this so is emotional. <laughs> I know this nigga is not emotionally available for me, but I'm going to keep pursuing him because it's easier and it's less vulnerable to pursue a nigga I already know is not available compared to a nigga who I do know is available and he turns me down. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's it is. so dysfunctional. I don't get it's it. It's dysfunctional as fuck. No, no, it's but I don't get it. dysfunctional as fuck. Okay, so I can pursue a dude who I know has a girlfriend, but he's checking for me. So it's not like I go check it for niggas who are com- completely committed to their girlfriend. Niggas who are not completely committed to their girlfriend or whoever they're with, we somehow run into each other and boundaries are crossed. Mm. He crosses a boundary, I don't say nothing. I cross the boundary, he don't say nothing. Mm. So it escalates. But it's easier for me to fuck with him and know I'm not going to get 100% 
than to fuck with a nigga who I expect a hundred percent from and he fails me. You mm, understand? Okay, 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 okay. So why okay. So you feel like with the person who's unavailable, the disappointment is less. Yes. Then it's expected. How is that possible to be going through so much? This disappointment is expected. The disappointment. The disappointment is expected. So yes. it's, it's so it's like you're not really setting yourself up for failure. For failure down the road, it's going to happen. It's going to so, so it makes so, the blow hurt less. Less, right? So it's just like me going to. Let's see. It's just like me going to 99 cent store, right? <gasps> and I got the money to go to 99 cent store. But if I go to Louie, my shit might get declined. Because I ain't got the money to go to Louie. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Like, I can I can take the 99 the dollar shit because I know that I can afford the dollar shit. But when I shoot above what I feel like I'm worth, and we talked about this, like, dating men who I feel like are smarter than me is intimidating to me. Dating out of I my said league that, and that blows my mind. Intimidating to me because I do not feel like I'm worth being with a person who's smarter than me or who makes more money than me. Well, that's how I used to feel. So I would date lower. Hence the reason I would date emotionally unavailable men because of how I felt about myself. And that's why I said that earlier. Me going after emotional unavailable men has more to do with fear than it does to do with the niggas that I'm dealing with because it's emotional available niggas out here. I just don't think I'm worth an emotional available mm. So I go after the low hanging fruit because it's easy. Okay, the okay, okay. Men so do. men do right. the exact same thing. They do the exact same shit. So it's about the vulnerability that you would have to give to an available man that mm. you're not really ready to right. do. That God I would have to you. expose myself 100%. He would really be interested in me. He would right. really want to get to know me and I don't expose him that much in myself as uncomfortable. Mm. Because at that point, if I give you all that information, what are you going to do with it? Because I've, I've dealt Purchase. with a dude, right, I've dealt with a dude who I've told him a lot of shit that I not a lot of people know about me and he's thrown it back in my face. So I feel safer dealing with niggas who I know aren't emotionally available because I could tell them my deepest, darkest secrets, but they're not going to fucking remember because they're emotionally mm. unavailable. Mmm, this is so interesting. Mmm, you know something too. I when you were talking, um, it made me think about the fact that when you do, like you said, chase after an uh, unavailable man, it gives you that control of the narrative of that relationship. Mm. Yes, you know, in in the yes. sense you're kind of already setting yourself to sabotage that relationship. It's already sabotage. All right, right. they're emotionally unavailable. Right. So I can't expect a hundred from them because I never got a hundred in the first place, and they're not capable because so, they're but not this, emotionally available. But this is the disconnect from me. Okay. I mean, for me, the disconnect is that yes we get it it still creates it, it we're going we have certain needs that we need to be filled or whatever like that but like why are you what's confusing me is that what's the difference between how long we cling to that so now you're saying you know like you you protect yourself they're like you know what i'm saying you're not as vulnerable like there's something that you're not going as deep but yet we cling to it so hard 
and it's hard to let go or we we stick with them while we get nothing but yet oh we protected ourselves but we wasted years so you see where i'm saying it feels like a contradiction so two things it's not hard to let go once you decide to let go so you have to come up with that decision it's not like this over overly deep connection with an unavailable man that just doesn't exist it's you giving and hoping and wishing that it's going to work out even though it's not reciprocated so that's why it's not hard to let go of once you finally do because if you are if it is hard for you to let go you are addicted to the routine yeah you are addicted to the feeling of somebody you're not addicted to that yep. person it's not, not at that all. person mm. it's the action trash. yeah it's the action it's 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 the having someone it's the mm. it's and all of that is more important than how unavailable this nigga is it's the at least mm. i got a man it's, it's I got a man. It's I got somebody waiting for me. It's I got somebody relying on me. It's I got somebody needing me. And a lot of women have the need to please, and that feels a lot more void than this nigga being emotionally unavailable. Damn! Wow, you just opened up my eyes on all of that. Yeah. So basically, it was more like when you are addicted or when you're chasing, it's more about the presence. Yes, right. Okay. Because if that okay. if that person. We're not going to gender it. If that person knew how to stand on their own, they wouldn't even be chasing an emotional and unavailable person. But they don't. So they're going to consistently try to find this person who's emotionally unavailable. Find this person. And then the thing that attracted me to emotionally unavailable men is seeing them being emotionally available to other women. So the fact that wow. they were already in that process, oh, it was like, shit. oh, you're you're you know how to do this. Cool. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just swap that shit. Damn. But it wasn't for Thea, it was for whoever that was. And so I end up, remember I told y'all my relationships always start off fast, get burnt out sexually, and then it's just like you there's really never any found that. De- it's no and foundation built. Because I go after emotionally unavailable men, and I think it has to do with the fact that my dad wasn't consistently around, wasn't mm-hmm. around ever. So I don't know, or I didn't know, I know now, I did not know how to recognize real, genuine male affection, sexual male affection, mm-hmm. and just something physical. Like, there's, there's to me, there's something, a difference between sexual and physical, because physical is like, oh, I want to fuck you. Sexual is like the sexual chemistry is between the both of us. Like we both want each other and then that escalates into something else. And then we feel like we are so in love with each other because there's all this sexual chemistry and lust and we end up in a relationship and the shit burns out fast. And then we stay after the shit's burned out because we've already made that commitment to each other. That has been a lot of my relationships. Mm. Go ahead, Mary. Wow. Um, Because uh, I heard a lot of oohs and ahs <laughs> while he was talking. No, I'm like, oh, she was, got something to say. No, I didn't. I was just, just the revelation of all that. It fucking makes sense why women be with these trash ass men just to say they have a man, but it's knowing that man is trash. And knowing he's trash. Available, knowing he's trash. But staying because it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to chase this thing or I'm trying to turn you into a better person or whatever the fucking reason, whatever the reason. Right, trying to fix them. 
girl, I don't know. You just you just said a mouthful though, like Yeah. And I think and like she said, it's like we end up that's that's everything that she said is really what's working. That's the process, like under the surface. And then on top of the surface, I guess consciously, we over here like, Yeah, you know, he's gonna be this person, once he gets to this point, he's going to be good. Right. You know, this is me. This is my life. Freaking, Same. you know. <laughs> freaking trying to fix them, mother them. You know what I'm saying? Thinking that you can love them to get to where you want them to go. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it's more like, even though that's really what fulfilling the voice by trying to say that we're a good person or we're doing something for them or we're giving them a hundred percent and all this stuff because it really seems like you love this person you know what I'm saying with everything but really it's just like you it's so crazy the contradiction yes right it's like it's like you feel like you're doing this for them but really it's for you Right. right, it's all for your ego. It That's don't why they ass don't even be in a relationship in the first place. They ass right. out having other families and other girlfriends and cheating mm-hmm. on your dumb ass while you up here thinking this that this shit is working or that he'll change eventually. No, yeah, that you're doing all this work for him, but in reality, it's not for him because he doesn't give a fuck. You're not breaking your back for him. He don't like. He does. There is no connection. Right. As far as like, yeah. As as far as your sacrifices and how it relates to him, it's a disconnect because it's not for him. It's for you. It's so that you can feel like I'm doing better. I'm doing good. I'm showing my love by breaking my back and all this type of things. But in reality, he never even asked you to do any of those things. Nope. You volunteered those things, and he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck too. And they that's why you're bur- that. yeah, and that's why you're burnt out, and now you're crying, and you done you know whatever the fuck you done got this nigga a car and put his name on your lease or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and now Girl. he's not doing shit, and you up here crying, but it's like yo, he told he showed you he wasn't doing shit, he did. and now you're even more like you're in a hole deeper than you planned on being, all so you can say you have somebody, right? And that's honestly. I feel like, and that's what I was saying on our last podcast, I feel like it's all, like you said, a cover-up because at the end of the day, it's like you're pouring all this stuff onto another person and you're not even pouring it into yourself. Like, you really think that, oh, like, I'm a good person or I look at how I love. Like, you, you, you create, like you said, it's like the ego saying, like, look at what I can do. Look at what I can do. And it's just all a distraction because you're chasing after the thing that you really want to give yourself, but you're just projecting. So yeah, that definitely. Yeah. You're, you're projecting, you're projecting what you want out of the person that you're with. And you know, the person is not capable of giving you that hence the overdrive, right? Right. The hardworking hence all the extra shit. Cause you know, like, with my ex, I knew this nigga was not going to make enough money to take care of me at all. I knew. And in my mind, I was like, okay, if I make more money, we could do X, Y, and Z. Like, I knew. And I still was okay with having this trash-ass nigga by my side in order, because I thought I, because I loved him. And mm. in order to say I loved him, it was like, okay, well, I love him. So let me compensate for his lack. 
But right. it's like after a certain point, you just compensating a hundred percent, and this nigga is doing absolutely nothing. Compensating all by your damn self. Yep. Right. Uh, hence why women will also be in trash ass relationships but be propping this nigga up like oh he does this this and that and he helps me with this this and that some of it probably be a fucking lie for real oh it's definitely a lie a lot of themselves they die with the lie gotta die with the lie and then when this nigga end up trash like everybody knew he was like we already fucking knew we now you don't want to tell nobody though i'm crying now now you can't talk about it well we already knew it was gonna happen though because you put this nigga on a pedestal that he didn't even deserve to be a whole fucking pedestal sis put your fucking self on a pedestal how about that It's so interesting because it's like so many women that I know is really like they're really going through this same thing, just being a position of chasing men. And it's like, wow, like we don't even really realize what's truly going on. And we're making it all about them. We're making it all All about them. And we're, it's like as if they care. It. They don't we're care. Don't give a we're fuck. the only ones that care. It's so I, funny. The thing is, though, the the funny thing is that the men are a, such an example of how we should be, and because Girl. they're supposed to be chasing Girl. us, they're supposed to be chasing us, but they're mimicking how we're supposed to be, and right. we're just, they're mimicking how we're supposed to be. I think they're just responding to us. These niggas ain't that fucking brilliant. They're just responding to us. Oh, I told you I don't have. No, I told you I couldn't afford where I stay. You offered to come for me to come fucking stay with you. Like you, <laughs> like bitches are out here overcompensating oh, because they want somebody. They're responding to us. Like if, right. if, if if somebody told, I'm not gonna say me because I've done the stupid shit too. But somebody told a strong person who's like, no, I'm not fucking taking care of no man. That same scenario, that nigga would be where the fuck he at. Period. Yeah. But if you feel like I need somebody, you're going to overcompensate. So you're going to respond. Men know how to chase women. They right. do it all the time. All this the shit time. Is, a, is a they. It's a born behavior. It they know how to do it. It's ingrained in them. But the moment that you seem overly interested or overly committed to a nigga who ain't done shit to you, he going to milk you. Period. Yeah, straight up. Because you allow yourself here, to be taken advantage you, of. You allow yourself to be to be milked, A. B, niggas are hustlers. Like, period. Like, if they need to bounce around, if they need to fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, to get his car no pay, to have a roof over his head, and to put gas in his car, he will fuck three bitches at one time to get his shit done. Period. Mm. So, but it's women out here being used by emotionally unavailable men so they end up in scenarios where they are just being used and they don't even know how it happened but it's because oh they I know did not they I mean I know how it happened too but there are women out here who are not self-reflective of enough Fact. to understand right. you're being used this like you know regardless of what no matter what pedestal you put him on you're still being used and it's gonna be like that girl, uh, Gucci wife, sitting there waiting to to the day where he changed. Yikes! 
because no. you know what? it feels good and it feels good to be used in the beginning you know in the back of your mind women oh definitely is always on point we know when we're being used but in the we beginning it feels good that fairy tale i don't think so i knew that i was good. being used in the beginning how y'all know i knew but it felt what, what, good okay what well, was I the can, sign? I, can, I can only speak for mary all right but okay. the sign for me first of all it felt good to be able to say i had a man Mm-hmm. And you um, had somebody, and it was consistent, and and they were consistent, even though they were only halfway present and not emotionally available. It still felt good to say I had somebody, but I knew I was being used because deep down the shit didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. It just mm-hmm. didn't. We know when something is off. We know whenever we don't, even if we do get that tingle or that spark. You still know something's not right, and that shit will be gnawing at you. It will gnaw at you. That shit ate me alive. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe my intuition is just different. I don't know, but that for me, that's how it felt until mm. it was to the point where it was overwhelming. It was like sis. It was like, eh, but wait, what? And eh. what was it that you saw to make you? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you, you general, or unless you just wanted to be general, but I, I kind of like really wanted to understand. So what what do you mean? So you're saying something was nudging you. I'm I'm guessing for you it was like a red flag. What was the red flag or what was happening to nudge you that bad to where you were that aware? But you just so the biggest red flag for me was what I told you on, you know, when we were talking around New Year's Eve. The biggest red flag for me was never seeing emotion whatsoever. Okay. So people aren't wired to just not show emotion not showing any type of emotion is a learned behavior and the only people that are out here not showing any type of emotion those people have on masks because they don't want you to get too close they don't want you to break through their armor for whatever reason and you can't connect deeper with someone if you're not even able to see who they are under the mask or if you're not able to chip away at that armor. So for me, the fact that I wasn't connecting with this person on an emotional level, y'all know I'm a very emotional person to begin with. So if I'm not connecting with you on any type of emotional level, even even you know on a sexual level, if there's no emotion in the sex, it just, it just to me, it just didn't feel right, and that right. was that that's was my blah. biggest indicator. Yeah, that's blah. I can see that though. That's deep that, down, it did feel blah. But you know, again, the insecure little girl in me just wanted to be able to say I had a man. Right. Yeah, that's an extremity, definitely. Yeah. But I, I also feel like for you, um, in regards to you not seeing that, like you said before that just shows that the amount okay so for him not to have any emotions at all shows how disconnected you were with yourself to be with him absolutely absolutely yeah that makes sense she even you know that was also that was also before my healing i also wasn't in a space to even begin to heal honestly like i just wanted to go from a relationship to okay now I'm single but even though I'm single all I can think about is my next relationship you know what mm. I mean so even though before him I was single and celibate I wasn't 
pouring into myself as I should have been. So when he came along, I felt like I was ready, but I also didn't have that insight into, into myself, let alone insight into people, period, to be, able, yeah, to be able to see like, oh, no, sis, this ain't it. So right. So you didn't even intuition. know what it really was. No, not at all. So that's why my intuition was going off for so long. And that's why I was wow. around and around in circles for so long until I just finally gave into my intuition. Mm, so you just uh uh you just sparked something in me uh so freaking what happened what happened what happened so basically recently I reconnected with a friend that I had cut off um I'm the cutoff queen you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm the cutoff queen I was the cutoff queen because like I told y'all I basically avoided pain at all costs and stuff um so basically once I figured out why I cut this person off like I reached out to her and apologized and she has some perspectives for me um even though like with my relationship I have like the way that I saw it and the way that I experienced it and even in reflecting about it I can say oh this is what I did such and such but she she gave me a truth that kind of was hard mm. to accept, even though I believed it. Like, I already knew that it was true. So, basically, what she said was that, you know, the type of friend that she is, like, she's the type of friend that I am to y'all. Like, I give 100%. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to grow and I tell y'all stuff or I tell y'all what I see um, it, about y'all situation or about you to help you to see it so that you can grow as well. Um, and she said that when I was in my relationship, that all I did at some point was talk about my relationship um, to the point where she felt like anytime she would have conversations with me, it would go back towards my relationship. Lord. And at, <laughs> at some point, she was saying like she could see, she even from the start, she saw all these red flags. Mm-hmm. And I would tell her all, like I would tell her everything about my relationship and she would be like, wait, hold up. Look at this though. Look at that. And I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know, I'm just like brushing past it, brushing past it. And she was, like, to the point that, like, she would see me start to lose myself mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, like, she was, like, I remember telling her and she remembered, she she remembers telling me, like, Asia, I could feel you becoming shaky. And I was, no, I told her, I was, like, I was, like, I honestly feel like I'm losing my, the foundation of who I am. I can feel myself wavering. Like, I've been this grounded person as long as, like, for as long as I've known. And I can feel me losing myself due to the relationship that I'm in. But I kept chasing it. Like, I couldn't stop how I felt even though I was losing myself. I still wanted it. And for her, she felt like at some point she didn't know me. So I hadn't spoken to her for two years. She said she didn't know me for four years. Mm. And she told me that at some point, like, we would have all these conversations where we would break chains and have perspective and grow. But she realized that I couldn't go deep anymore. Mm. She was like, Asia, you couldn't go deep. 
Like I couldn't even come to you about my life because you didn't even have the room because in you order didn't. for you to connect to me, you would have had to connect to yourself. And in order to be in this relationship, you had to disconnect from your knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me? I couldn't go deep. No, because he was deep up that nigga ass. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he was deep up in you. <laughs> Girl, now y'all know when somebody say that to me. Right. That is what I say. That is what I say, but I knew it. As soon as she said that, I was like, yo. Did I have to disconnect from my knowing to be with this man? Like, I had to disconnect so I didn't take the red flags, like, yeah. to my heart. Yeah. Like, period. And I was just like, wow, 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 wow. I think when we get so enamored with someone and the thought of having someone, there's some type of filter that doesn't even allow us to see red flags at some point. Because mm. ain't no fucking, like, I'll give it to the average woman that she's she's pretty intelligent. Right. We just become so dumb when we just start to feel a way about a man. And it's like, how? Why? Right. It's, it was so completely different than who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so completely different. And just even like, like, even UT, when you said, I could see the separation of who I used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's like, we let them seep into us and take our foundation from us of who we freaking are. And we just give it away. We give it away. Like, we sacrifice our whole soul for these men. The men who don't, who aren't even worthy just because we don't feel like we're worthy. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a, that's 100% what that it is. is. I feel like we, I mean, society-wise and, you know, I mean, me and Mary talked about this, like, society makes it seem like a woman is nothing unless they have a man and a man is fine by himself but that's not that's not what women are taught and so women feel like they have to compromise and do this and do that in order to have somebody by them side their side in order for them to feel okay and in reality we don't need them they need us and Girl. they aren't taught we aren't taught that though because if we were taught that then you know shit would be the game would be gone the game would be gone okay so much better even I'm talking to I talked to one of my best friends and she's dating right now and she feels bad about going on more than one date with a different guy than a mm. than a than with a with two different guys. Sis and is I'm doing just exactly like, what she needs to be doing. You're supposed to be doing that because you're single. But that is not what we are taught. We are right. taught right. like, oh, date one guy and see what happens and blah blah blah. But then that fucks up our whole of it fucks up what we want and it goes into what they want. Because at mm. that point they're dating multiple people. We're not. So right. when you do that, you lose you lose the battle already because you're right. thinking he's gonna be forever. And we talked about this in the last podcast. Like you think this one nigga's gonna be forever because you ain't talking to no other niggas. Trigger. You don't know. Trigger. You don't know what else is gonna be going. You don't know what's better because you're not even out there looking for it. 
You're not right. even requiring it because you got this one nigga who's gonna give you your basic shit. And that's yeah. why I ended up with my ex because he was basic as fuck and he did the basic shit that I required from basic you. And that, but he the only one giving But he was the energy. only one giving me the energy, the basic energy that I asked for, and that's why I ended up. But if I was doing talking comparing. to multiple men and comparing them, then I wouldn't have ended up with the scratch. So we have uh-huh. to understand that Ooh, we not are ended up with the scratch. Y'all got that figure right. Ended we, up with the scratch. We are the prize, and we, Bro. as women, add and multiply anything that is given to us. That is our talent. Period. Mm, and it's biology. It's it's, it's <laughs> literally biology, like literally. So it's like we what we understand and put some value in us. And put value into knowing that we deserve emotional available men. We deserve men who's going to pay attention to us and give us the things that we need. But also we can we have to understand that we can be that person for ourselves. And I feel like a lot of women don't ever have that alone time to even know. We're never yeah. even fucking taught that. Even when we do get the alone we're, we're, time. We're, we're, not, we're not taught that. It's like, not. oh, get under one dude to get over another. And I know right. that is such a trash way. That's such it's a trash, trash way. But it's literally how it's, it's we function. It's, 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 not even, it's, not even, it's not even how women function. It's a it's a saying across the board because that's how niggas function. Right. Like, it doesn't, like, work, like, my as, as it dude, doesn't work for them. Ask but, the dude, but, when's the last time you have not been talking or fucking anybody? Right. They're going to say when they were seven. Yep. I'm crying. <laughs> but dead ass, though. Dead no, ass. but like, who gave them the book? Like, it's, it, 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 so like, the, I feel like the difference between men and women is that older men talk to young niggas. I feel like that is the difference. Women, older women do not school younger women on how to date. No, or if right. they do, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's only <laughs> one or two options. If they say some shit, they don't know what they're talking about. If they do, if, if either they do say some shit, they don't know what they're talking about, or they don't say anything. Or they I also think that this book that you're talking about, you know, the book or whatever, it was written for men. It wasn't written for women. So the men, the way that older men are able to school younger men is because they all have the same raggedy ass playbook. But we're written in that playbook to be the fucking servants and that's why women older women can't talk to younger women and school us about it because we're not supposed to have that knowledge we're supposed to be the servants yeah and then also the domestic like you know i'm saying just women contributing to showing like well i don't know i don't want to say that because our moms were were already doing stuff that they've been doing so it's like we didn't really see them get there man we we just saw I the know. aftermath we so just popped up after this <laughs> like we just literally saw oh my mom was cooking so that means to keep a man i gotta cook like you know what i'm saying it's like oh we, got you yeah we missed the whole chasing part like right. you know what i'm saying right. so that's we the only education we got right but the thing is i saw my mom get pursued but i was like again i have just have a rebellious nature and i felt like the way she was doing it was not right but i was wrong she was right mm-hmm. so fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah your mom because your we, mom got a copy of the book okay? oh yeah oh yeah she, she knew she knew what was up but i was so rebellious like no you 
shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't do this. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, but it was the fairy tale, though. Exactly. All the fairy tales tell tell, tell and, us there's one person, the prince, the soulmate. And all my things. mom did the opposite of that shit. So I think that I may it. be what it was. That may have been like where the contradiction came from because I saw it on TV being one way and my mom was doing it the completely opposite way. But I was just like, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Like my child, like mine, that's Mm -hmm. how I processed it. But she was way more effective than the one after the, because now every every time we pick in one person, that don't take up to freaking four years. It's always always (laughs) a failure, always. It's a failure. I literally <laughs> sent my friend an article about how we should be dating more than one man when we're dating. Always. More than one man. Always. Right. Because at least we have more knowing than them. They out here really stretching as far as they can go. Like, yeah. Girl. Like, we're not moving in. Right. We're not getting engaged until I really know for sure yeah. that this is who I really want. And as, it's like, we like, it's as me. they should, though. They should it's be doing me. that. We having a rushed energy and everything. We making sure that we get the end result. And it's like, the funny thing is, too, like, I listen to so many people who, of course, like, I don't, even if I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, with my man, I probably would, like, I probably would still have that fairy tale vibe of saying, like, ooh, oh, like, girl, to be married. And, you know what I'm saying? But it's like. It's such a rushed energy now that women are just like, well, I'm not married yet. Like, I'm waiting. Like, what's up? Like, if you you can't, we can't get engaged in this time period. If we can't get married at this time period, and after being married, it's like, girl, um, is it a prize? Same, like, same. Cause like, like, I want a husband, but I don't want one like the one y'all got. Like it's just it's just more of saying like not even that it's just saying like people don't know what's beyond the marriage right beyond living together it's like they're rushing to get to a place that they don't even know about that they don't even know will amplify whatever issues that already that they already have because they think that it's going to solidify something they think that Mm -hmm. whether it's a kid marriage living together means that they're securing their spot when really you know i'm saying you're rushing to get to a place you becoming somebody that you're not and you're driving home something that that person may not even feel like y'all are ready for but they may be doing it for a temporary thing for you and you're gonna realize that all the stuff that you felt would make y'all solid is really pushing y'all apart yep right but that's all because the wedding is seen as the prize the rock in the wedding like once you get that girl then motherfuckers don't be knowing what to do that's why we need to write a book that that says what happens after happily ever after shoot (laughs) First of all, happily ever after ain't even a thing. First of all, it's really not a thing. Like the wedding, you know, the engagement and the wedding is the easiest fucking part. Then after yeah. that, it's like, oh shit, this is real. It's the whole day. It's a day, and it's like, y'all, what do y'all think? And that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like people look at it as like a life and death thing. Like, oh well, after the wedding, then nothing happens. It's like y'all. Like, it's still your relationship. Like right. I played no games with mine. I treated mine like it was the same old relationship. Like, ooh boy, you can still go. Like same. <laughs> That's why we not married no more. <laughs> like you. Same. What you thought? <laughs> what you thought this was? So what? I signed the whole contract. Right. <laughs> so freaking what? Like, 
All right, so thank you, everybody, for joining us for our second podcast episode about unavailable means me and folk. Um, You can find us on all our social medias, Growing Healing and Shit, S-H-X-T. That is us on Instagram and on Facebook. On Twitter, we are Growing Shit, (laughs) S-H-X-T. Why? Is it called that? But you know, because that's the name that Twitter suggested, bro. (laughs) Something's missing. (laughs) And this girl got told something. Did you end it? You definitely ended it. Okay, freaking, I cannot. But yes, thanks for freaking listening to growing healing and. Thanks for freaking listening. Bye. Yes, on Jersey. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.